1: 97.1 FM talk.
0: On demand audio. On the phone with me, James Amos. Normally, I wouldn't introduce somebody who is my friend as my friend, James Amos, because that sounds very unprofessional. But in this case, I think it's important to establish that this is somebody I personally know and trust. James was a, is currently a pastor in Kenya. He was a pastor for a while and trained in Ukraine. And that is the reason that he is here this morning. James, there is a lot i keep hearing a lot of people just say you know what i just don't trust anything i'm seeing so that's why i wanted to have you on because i can go basically right to the source you're in touch with people in mostly northern ukraine right
1: yeah first of all thanks for having me ryan it's uh it's good to talk about this yeah i've seen that too uh i see on social media and other ways that a lot of folks are just kind of skeptical of things that they're seeing online and and i can understand that but you know I, i spend uh a lot of time, not only looking at the, uh, the media that's in Ukrainian and Russian, um, but also just talking to many of the people that I have relationships with there. This thing is real and terrible. Yeah. So, James, you're... And, and you're right. I was in, I was in northern Ukraine. Yeah. The place that we lived, the city was called Slavutych, and uh, that's the worker city for the Chernobyl nuclear power plant that they built after the explosion. And that, so basically every person that lived in the town that we were in works at the plant. Um, and then the largest city near there that you've seen on the news a lot
0: is Chernihiv, um, which has been just devastated, really bad. So is that pretty close to the to the Russian border in northern Ukraine?
1: Yeah, it's closest to the Belarusian border, but also pretty close okay. to the Russian border. And it's the main highway that the troops would take to come from uh, Moscow or or from from the north, basically, into Kiev, which is why it's been such a hot spot. Uh, They were gathering in a a town north of there in Belarus called uh, Postmel.
0: So, James, obviously you're talking to people you personally know from your time in Ukraine and you're watching the news. Personally Mm -hmm. speaking, how much do you trust the news and what you see coming out of both Russia and Ukraine? Is that something that we can trust?
1: I mean, you can't trust anything coming out of Russia. It's nonsense. It's just total propaganda. Obviously, there's no such thing as an unbiased resource anywhere in the world. Ukrainians have a, you know, a reason to want to get the information out. But consistently, what I see on their on their websites is information that a day, you know, half a day, a day later, I see that same information pretty regularly on uh, the American news, and it's consistent. Um, you know, maybe there, maybe the Ukrainian numbers are inflated a little bit, according to the U.S. State Department. But no, I mean. Uh, they There have been thousands and thousands of Russian troops killed, it looks like. And, um, you know, basically when I talk to individuals uh, there, um, you know, I hear the same stories as what
0: I'm seeing on the news. Uh, yeah. So. Well, James, I like I said, James Amos, friend of mine, pastor, was in Ukraine. Lots of personal relationships in Ukraine, which is why we're talking to him today. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think is going to happen in this war? I mean, this has gone on way longer than anybody anticipated, but is that just because we're Americans and we had a, a certain expectation that, well, Russia is big and they're going to overcome Ukraine? And, and is Ukraine surprised at how long this has taken? Or I mean, should say how, how uh, long they've prolonged what we thought yeah. was the inevitable.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the last time you and I talked about this uh, was the day of the invasion, and you know, my my sense of this is certainly different than the first day. I, I am an American, yeah, and I I very much thought this was going to be over and and terrible real fast. And um, no, I mean, I, I think that the whole world is pretty shocked by the way that um, Ukraine the Ukrainian people have responded, and and maybe we shouldn't be. Uh, there there are certainly parallels in some ways between what's happening there and. You know our own revolution. Uh, This is kind of their 1776, Mm -hmm. and it is people who are really choosing to fight for their home and their freedom. And you know uh, what I said to you a month ago. I would still hold to that. These are people, uh, somewhat unlike Russians. These are people that actually have had real freedoms for about 30 years, and they're not going back. They don't want to go back. They 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 just don't accept it. And that's that's a really beautiful thing i think and something that probably all of us in america can learn something from
0: yeah james it's funny because the last time we spoke like you said it was almost exactly a month ago which is exactly how long this war has now been going on you said that last time too and i have really hung on to that because everybody's kind of watching I mean, the whole world is watching this happen and everybody's trying to make sense of it, make come up with opinions on how they feel about what America's doing, what Europe's doing, what Russia's doing, what Ukraine's doing, what China's doing. You know, And it just keeps coming back to me to what yeah. you just said, which is Ukraine – and I, I do have a couple more questions about this, too, about their government and, and Zelensky and things yeah. like that. But they have lived in a freer society than Russia. Now, they – obviously, Ukraine and, and Russia are very close and linked, a lot of – some culture similarities, of course, more than we would have with Russia, but they live in a different society and they are freer than if they had lived in Russia. Now on the heels of that,
1: I haven't bad reception. I'm not sure if you can hear
0: it. I can, I can. Um, and again, James Amos, he's in Kenya talking about Ukraine cause he had been in Ukraine. So hopefully you can hear us if you can't, we'll move away. But James, uh, if you can still hear me, the government of Ukraine, um, We'll try, we'll try this here. <laughs> the phone reception is spotty. Can you still hear me? I think. up, oh, I think we lost, We definitely lost him. All right, we'll we'll try to get him back and see what we can do this morning. But ah, it, it's so frustrating because uh, we we've talked before, and the reception in, Ukraine, in in Kenya is so bad. He said there's times when. I'll be talking and have no reason why it'll just go away. And that's apparently what just happened this morning. But um, so we'll try to get him back. But in the meantime, I think it's important to recognize, put away all of the politics, put aside all the stuff. And it's hard to do because this is uh, steeped in politics. There is politics involved in every aspect of this. And the question I was about to get to with him was, is, is the government of Ukraine trustworthy? and i don't know the answer to that question. Uh, obviously we're rooting for at least the better of two between russia and ukraine right now and supporting the better of two. and i think that it's important to not lose the forest from the trees because i like you and we've talked about even on this show talked with old roy who's very very skeptical of all the stuff that comes out of anywhere but that there are still people involved and those people want to live in a freer society than if they were owned by russia and it it really boils down to that a whole lot of people making a whole lot of decisions within our government other world governments that probably are very self-serving that aren't with pure motives of just supporting a free ukraine i get that I get also that we've just come through an era where you have to question the people making this de- these decisions. Were not even for our own freedoms in a lot of ways. In Canada, in the United States, they tried to impose medical tyranny, basically, you know, forced injections. Now we've just come through that, and you might support the vaccines, and might not support the vaccines. I don't know where you stand on that, but the point is that we used to be a society in which those things were choices, and they're they're attempting to not make them choices anymore. So. Stick around. Uh, Ah, I'm getting a call from Kenya, but it's on my cell phone. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. Wiggins America. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible
1: trade in when you switch